Welcome to StarCast, the official podcast of Star Ranch, the friendliest little nudist club in Texas. Here, you'll learn all about Star Ranch and family-oriented nude recreation. Now, here's your host. I'm with Bob from Star Ranch. Uh, Bob, why don't you tell us uh, how you became a a member at Star Ranch? Um, Basically, I started uh, social nudism back uh, in Michigan. I was born and raised, and in the late 70s, attended a, a resort there, had a, a job transfer option here to Central Texas. So we took that, basically discovered Star Ranch um, back in the, in the late 80s, became members um, partly because of uh, erected a ham radio antenna, uh, which um, was approved by the board of directors at Star Ranch. We've been members for about 25 years. You're a, you're a ham radio operator. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your background related to ham radio operating? Okay. I got my uh, license back in 1966. Me and identical twin brother, uh, Rick, uh, we both got our licenses in that summer. And this was just something to do, <coughs> something you were interested in, something to pass your time with? Got started in the ham radio. Was my uh, dad brought us bought us a Heathkit a shortwave receiver back in the day, um, which you, you put it together and we put it together and started listening to sh- the shortwave bands and hearing a lot of different things from all over the world. And one of the things we, we heard was um, transmissions from ham radio operators, and we thought, well, that's, that's kind of neat. And we did a little bit of investigating and found out that just a couple blocks away was a, a ham radio operator. So we met with him and got kind of introduced to what um, the ham radio was about. And then we, that's when we decided to get our licenses. At that time, we tested with another ham. You get our entry-level novice licenses. And um, then basically, uh, we both uh, have continued the ham radio um, since 1966, um, being both very active with it. Back in the day, there was novice and general, advanced and extra. Right now, there's a technician class. And then there's um, general class and extra class. But me and my brother are both are extra class, which is the highest level of amateur radio licensing here in the United States. And, and just to be clear, you, you actually have to get a license from the FCC for this. This isn't yeah. like, I, I couldn't go out and buy a ham radio and be set up tomorrow or anything like that. No, there's, you have to be... qualifications and certifications and things like that. that yeah, you have, to, you have to get a license. You have to take a test. Part of it's operating rules and regulations. Part of it's simple electronics. So it is kind of an electronics background. Um, but uh, it's governed by... Um, in different countries, but um, different um, groups. Um, most of it, uh, like here in the United States, is all by the Federal Communications Commission. There's a group that issues the, the test, but then the Federal Communications Commission actually issues the final license. The United States has a certain call sign that all the, the call signs have to be related to as far as how they start and what letters and numbers are used. My personal call sign is N5KF, and that's, that belongs to me. Then the Naturist Amateur Radio Club, was issued by the FCC a unique call sign that uh, we we asked uh, for, but uh, it started in the United States. The call signs for amateur radio have to be uh, start with an A, uh, an N, a K, or a W. Well, fortunately, nude, which is in our call sign, starts with an N, so that worked. So then we said, okay, we want you know have N and U, and then um, it has to have a number. In Texas, um, is considered five um, as far as different zones in the United States for licensing so we had a five put in and then the last two can be any two letters so we said we want d and e so we nu 5 de was uh, submitted to the fcc back in 1997 and they approved the call sign and that's what we've been using ever since so 
Um, so you get the, the license from the FCC. Do, do you have a tower constructed here at Star Ranch, or um, what, what, do, you, do you have a residence off-site off that you do this at? Or, or tell me a little bit about what, what kind of hardware you have. Well, we have both. My home station in Georgetown, Texas, uh, north of Austin, uh, had an 80-foot tower and some fairly elaborate equipment um, over the years, 19 years there. But here at uh, Star Ranch, uh, this is one of the, again, what I said earlier, why we became members was because of the, the ham radio tower. We put up a 40-foot uh, ham radio tower. First, we, the, the Nature's Amateur Radio Club kind of operated from different places, uh, including the club hall in the early days. We kept looking for a place to wreck something permanent. We found a lot that uh, had a fair amount of trees, but yet an opening that we could uh, raise an antenna up on a tower. Um, the grounds are heavily wooded, so there's not a lot of areas that we can put up an antenna. So we found a site, and we applied, you know, to the board of directors here at Star Ranch um, to uh, put uh, a tower and antenna up. And that pretty much started uh, us operating at a more permanent site uh, here at Star Ranch. Give me an example of... of uh of uh, some radio activity that that you'd be involved in is this something you do after work is this something you do on the weekend is this you talk to people all over the world or you talk to people just in texas or in the united states okay the ham radio basically operates in a number of different frequencies um, from as low as frequencies below your am broadcast band to into the gigahertz which is like satellite and cell phones and all that stuff. So there's a wide range of frequencies that the um, United States that uh, amateur radio operators can use. And um, the club station, uh, we have a, a 10 by 16 foot uh, cabin that basically was a shed that we outfitted. That's our little uh, home for our ham radio setup. And uh, with from there, we've talked to over 150 countries, all 50 states and all Canadian provinces. Um, so, and we get on for some contests, and there's a number of different types of contests. Uh, one of the, the bigger contests we get on is for the Texas QSO party. Uh, QSO means um, to make a contact with somebody, to talk with somebody. It's a Q code, which amateur radio operators use. We get on for the Texas QSO party in September for, for the last 10 years or more. We've always won first or second place in our category. We've made over a thousand contacts in in, uh, in a weekend uh, on that particular contest, and we've uh, entered other contests. that are uh, bigger in scope, worldwide contests. One of which is uh, called the CQWPX contest, which means a prefix contest. Well, NU5DE is kind of a unique call sign, although most call signs in the United States starts with a W or a K. And again, N is allowed. There's very few NU call signs out there. So for the CQ WPX prefix contest, we're sought after because everybody's trying to work different prefixes and different call signs. And this is a worldwide uh, contest. So we have a lot of fun with that. Um, get a lot of people calling us. And of course, they look us up and see that we're Nature's Amateur Radio Club. And so a lot of times they want to know more information about that and uh, what the club's about. Of course, we tell them we operate out of Star Ranch, and they want to know about, the, know about Star Ranch and things like that. So we have a lot of fun with that. But they also carry on very casual contacts with people as well. Um, contesting is just one part of it. You just sit down and do what's called a CQ, which just means general call to anybody. It's sort of like getting on a 
dialing the phone and seeing who's on the other end, kind of a, a random call. <laughs> so we do a CQ and then somebody hears us and they call us back and we just start a conversation. And we talk about, you know, our setup, our radios, and of course, and antennas, like most ham radio operators do. That uh, We also talk about Star Ranch and social nudism and uh, things like that. And we've been, you know, we've been licensed with this particular call sign since 97. So we've got a lot of people we've talked to over the years that find us um, every year or more often um, and talk to us again and again so it's kind of interesting sort of like we have friends out there out in the big world of ham radio so what kind of equipment do you have in your uh in your shack here on on star ranch do you have uh microphones like we're using here do you have headphones yeah. or what, what, what kind of yeah equipment? we use um it's called uh Heil. um they make some of the better um microphones out there for studio use and for amateur radio. So we have a Heil and we usually use a headset. So um, if we're making a contact, we're usually typing in the information into a computer so we have record of the contact. So using the headset uh, uh, frees up our hands to, to use the keyboard um, in the computer. Equipment-wise, um, we just recently um, received from one of the club members uh, a Yaesu FTDX10, which is one of the newest, uh, of course, solid-state um, radios out there with a really, really good receiver on it. So we've been uh, using that since um, the fall of 2021, and uh, we've had some real good results with contacting people with that. We also have a couple of other radios, a little bit older, and then uh, we have a 3 element beam at uh, 40 feet on top of the tower. And uh, we use that as a directional antenna, so we can work somebody. We can turn it towards the west coast or the east coast, and it just brings in signals a little bit stronger when you can turn the antenna around to different directions. Oh, so you can actually point the antenna where, you, where you'd like it to be. Yes. So if you got a lot of people coming in from, let's say, Europe, they'd be northeast to here. Then we point it towards the northeast, and the signals from Europe come in stronger than, say, uh, somebody from California or the other direction out in Asia or somewhere. So... Uh, <laughs> In my, uh, in my non-Star Ranch life, one of the things that I concern myself with is emergency preparedness. And I understand that in, in some of the coastal areas where they have hurricanes and things like that, and they lose, they lose power, they have ham radio operators that have uninterruptible power supplies that are able to go online and communicate with the outside world even when, when uh, the average Joe doesn't have any power to his house, he can't pick up the phone and call somebody. Yes, yes. That's actually the main purpose of amateur radio is for emergency communications. Uh, essentially, um, it, it was brought up about for emergency communications and the fact that when the electric grid goes down, especially your cell phones nowadays, people depend on that. But unfortunately, it depends on a computer and power <laughs> on your cell phone. So the advantage of amateur radio is there's no, it's direct radio to radio contact through the airwaves. There's nothing blocking it. You can, you know, if you get you know, batteries, car batteries, people use car batteries in emergency, uh, solar power, things like that. You can uh, communicate with people over the world or over the state, depending on what frequency you're on and and your purpose as far as uh, trying to reach other people. So it's really essential in emergencies and uh, used quite a bit in hurricane times or floods and things like that. So if, if someone wants to reach out to uh, your Naturist Radio Club, what, what do you, how do they get a hold of you? Okay, well, we have a, an email. It's our call sign, nu5de at aol.com. We also have a website, which is, again, nu5de.org. And uh, either one of those, um, um, you can reach out and learn a little bit more information about the club. And uh, if you're a ham radio operator, we're listed, of course, on QRZ, which is a ham radio database. And we have a presence on that. Uh, and it shows some pictures of the shack and our antenna setup. We try to reach out to people and um, give them all the information that we can. 
Sometimes it's a brief contact where they can go back later and look up our website and get more information about the club. My understanding is we've had visitors at Star Ranch that are actually ham radio operators and they've, uh, they've networked with you as well. Oh yeah, we've had, um, all over the United States, we've had um, visiting ham radio operators come out here to Star Ranch. Our furthest one away was from Melbourne, Australia, uh, VK3JED. I've been to his house and he's been out here to Star Ranch in my house in Georgetown, so that's probably the furthest we've had. But we've had people, um, uh, several people uh, from Alabama and then um, New Mexico, Michigan, um, just a number of hams that have been in the area that have come by and um, saw the station, operated a little bit. Also received one of our special QSL cards. So do you, do you have to be a ham operator to join your club? No. Um, the interesting thing is that you can actually come, as long as the club member that is licensed at the cabin, um, you can come without a ham license and talk on the ham radio and, and talk to other people. Um, and uh, the club doesn't require you to have a license. Um, and uh, again, you can come operate the radio without a license as long as there is a licensed radio operator in in the area. It's interesting. So if, uh, if one of our members would, would want to get involved in in ham radio they could contact you and and uh, facilitate that oh yes yes and then here at star ranch there actually are a few other ham radio operators uh, one is fairly active and then one it works more with the emergency side of ham radio and uh, so we have a couple other uh, actually operators licensed operators here at star ranch um, but the club itself is definitely very active we have uh, one gentleman that helped build a cabin Back in the day, uh, comes out, you know, two or three weekends uh, during the month, and he uses digital modes, which on ham radio, not everything is just talking over the microphone. It's actually Morse code, which is still used. And, and although oh, Morse code most, yes, oh. and it used to be required to know Morse code to get a license, but they dropped that quite a while ago. But uh, besides, you know, using Morse code and voice, we also use what's called a digital mode, where the computer sound card talks over the radio. And then on the other end, somebody else's radio all over the world, it goes back the other way where the computer's hearing what's coming across the radio and, and uh, shows out on the computer screen what the other person is, is sending. Oh, so wow. it's completely digital. Um, and that, that's um, a fairly interesting concept. It's just fairly recent, um, being able to communicate digitally because the sound cards and computers nowadays are very sensitive and they can pick up signals out of the, out of the radio the human ear can barely tell it's there and decode it and give you information. So oh, it's, wow. a, it's another valuable tool providing uh, data across the ham radio bands. Interesting to hear your story over 20 years. You've come a long way, young man. Yes, yes. It's, it's gone from a portable um, setup with a portable antenna to a very permanent setup with a very permanent antenna. And capability has increased, obviously. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We, like I said, we, we talk around the world on a daily basis. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm going to have to go spend some time with you in your shack, I think. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, no problems at all. Okay, Bob, thank you for uh, spending your time with me, and uh, we look forward to, uh, to talking around the world. All right. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. Thank you, sir. Join us again for our next StarCast and learn all about Star Ranch and family-friendly nude recreation. Ready for your first visit to Star Ranch? Come out for the day or spend the weekend. Cabins and RV sites with full hookups are available. Tent camping, too. Relax in one of our two pools or in the hot tub. There's always fun to be had at the ranch. Dances, potlucks, washers, tennis, pickleball, volleyball, and so much more. For a full list of activities and to plan your visit, go to StarRanch.net. 
Star Ranch was established in 1957 and is open year-round. Conveniently located just off Highway 290 at McDade, Texas, between Austin and Houston. Star Ranch, the friendliest little nudist club in Texas. A proud member of the American Association for Nude Recreation. Hope to see you soon at Star Ranch.